Hello, and welcome back for a bonus episode of I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. I was recently given a writing assignment, which inspired this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Don't give up. Don't give in. It's just the journey. Darkness grows the seed. Bonus episode, The Arrow. I've had the pleasure of facilitating a writing group these past couple of months. What a treat to write with folks who want to write. We would gather, I'd give a prompt, we'd write a bit, and then we'd share. And each week, I would give a prompt as homework for the following week. For our final gathering of this fall session, the homework prompt was to choose an object in their home, sacred or everyday, and write about it, or write to it, or write from its perspective, whatever they felt called to do with it, and then to bring the object with them to our final meeting. The sharings were so beautiful artifacts from their childhood, some with family histories, some very cool fan fiction creations, some new objects that represented powerful internal changes, some sacred items that carried painful yet healing stories with them, and even a loving tribute to some bananas. Every sharing was deep, honest, personal. As the saying goes, we laughed, we cried. Anyone who knows me well will attest to the fact that I have a lot of things in my home, all sacred in their own way, from a lifetime of almost 60 years on this planet. I am a keeper of my history. So choosing just one object was a real challenge. I walked around the house and asked, who wants to be written about? The first object that said, me please, was a gift given to me by someone very precious in my life. I thanked it for volunteering and then explained that it was too fragile to bring to the group. And I continued my casting call. I chose a Zippo lighter I got at Devil's Tower, Wyoming, started to write about it and was failing miserably. I was blocked, the writing was awful. I chose the miniature sculpture of Turtle Baby a famous statue at the Cleveland Museum of Art, and just sat and stared at it, finding nothing to say. This happened over and over again with every object I chose. Meanwhile, the original object just kept saying, it's me, write about me. And I kept resisting until it screamed, would you stop please and write about me? I yielded. The object is an arrow, yes, an actual arrow, that was made for me by someone very special in my life. When I sat down at the keyboard, feeling hesitant because of the previous writing struggles that had come up with the other objects, I looked at the arrow and said, well, here is what the arrow guided me to write. Love is not complicated. Love with the big L, that is. 
That love is our very nature, our true self. I am someone who loves. I give love with the big L effortlessly, without attachment or expectation. The way I love doesn't necessarily involve anyone else, at least not for me. I can love someone and it doesn't matter whether they know it, reciprocate it, or even care. I am simply someone who Big L loves. It's just part of who I am. More than that, it is who I am. Now, loving, because I do love playing with semantics, becomes more complicated because that does tend to involve other people. And once another person is involved, things can get messy. I loved someone once. I still do love them, with both the big and little L's. Now that we are no longer together as a couple, it is more big L. When we were together, there was definitely both. This person was difficult, different from me in every possible way, wounded in different ways than I have been wounded, unhealed in ways that I have chosen to heal, less courageous than I am in terms of the internal landscape of our hearts and minds, much more courageous than I am in terms of wildlife and insects. <laughs> We tried for two and a half years to navigate a romantic relationship. And then, after recognizing what a total disaster it was becoming, we ended it. Or rather, I ended it. Well, more accurately, I thought I ended it. Immediately after making that decision, after they read the note and called me in, we both ended up crying, I realized that we were most definitely not done. We spent two months apart and then reunited for another two and a half years. When we did finally end that time in 2009, it was by mutual decision. Over the course of several months, through many conversations, with gentleness and so much love. We're still close to this day texting, sharing photos and funny memes. They even called me last New Year's Eve just to talk me through my midnight. They're four hours earlier than me in Alaska. Big L love wins. The object that I chose to write about, this arrow, was something they made for me during the two-month separation back in 2005. They made so many things for me, two nightstands, a headboard, and a, a real coat tree, all made from birch trees that had lived on their land, a walking stick made from diamond willow, a pen and cup holder, also birch, many more little things as well. This arrow, hand and heart made, with raven feathers and an arrowhead, flint mapped to perfection, came to me with a story attached to it. A note wrapped around the shaft that was the most honest, heartbreaking, vulnerable expression of love that I have ever received. Because it was also an expression of why they could not love me. And how that failure on their part was hurting them so deeply. That being loved by me was a new experience for them. 
one that they simply could not handle or integrate because they'd never been loved like that before for themselves, just as they are. It was this note and this arrow that it guided us back to one another after our time apart. It was both of us recognizing that loving another person is hard work. It is the heavy lifting of life. It is messy and scary, dangerous and essential. We wanted it and we were terrified of it all at once. It wasn't until we ended our attempts at a romantic relationship that we understood what it meant to be truly intimate, heart, mind, and soul intimate, without all of the other stuff that neither of us were able to handle skillfully. When I was preparing to leave Alaska, 16 years after we figured that out, this person was the first call I made to ask would you drive the Alcan with me and Maddie just until we cross down into Montana? That is how safe this person had become for me. And I had become safe enough for them to say how much they wanted to, yet couldn't because of work. Instead, the arrow rested across the dashboard of my car as Maddie and I drove our Camino Sagrado from Anchorage to Ithaca. My beloved was with us every mile of the drive. This arrow started out as a symbol of pain, loss, failure, separation, and loneliness. It soon became, and continues to be, a representation of what loving looks like when big L love is the foundation, eternal, uplifting, a teacher, a guide, a reminder, as in reminding that love itself is all we truly are. This arrow is on my short list of must keep forever items. One last line that I didn't add to this piece was that on my short list of items I would run back into a house fire for, this arrow is in the top five, along with the letters from my beloved friend, Michael Devon and a couple of other precious items. Again, my home is filled with representations of moments from my life, moments of love, loss, remembrance, family, history, moments of moments. And yes, I have purged in the past. When I left Alaska, I released over 1,000 pounds of belongings. It's the other stuff though. Not the books or DVDs or CDs, remember those? And, and the clothes. Those things I can part with easier than the souvenirs, the tokens, the talismans, and assorted cherished items from my almost 60 years on this planet. Those are part of my history. They each carry a story. Imagine the store of Mr. Gold, on the TV series Once Upon a Time that I just recently started watching for the first time and I'm a little obsessed about. His shop of collectibles are all pieces from the stories of the characters in the show. There's also the more sinister collection belonging to Leland Gaunt in the film and book Needful Things, 
one of the few Stephen King books I have read. His shop is filled with the objects of desire from each of the characters. My home is different from those two because my collection is not scary or evil or anything that belongs to anyone else. Looking at these moments that all live in my home is a journey through the adventure that has been my life. More than one friend has referred to my home as the Museum of Rachel. <laughs> I took that as a compliment. As we navigate this time of year, the trickiest for me as someone who lives with depression, my home becomes even more of a place of memory. The shorter days mean more candles get lit. The colder nights mean it's time to get the fireplace going. In these days from September through New Year's, the veil gets very thin for me. Echoes of voices I miss, reminiscences of moments gone by. I look around my home and feed my memory with little injections of love. Sweet times, stories of those gone, from the planet or just my life. It's not necessarily sadness that I feel though. It's a combo plate of wistfulness and gratitude. Like with the arrow, all of it is evidence that I have loved with all of my heart and I have lived with all of my love. Closing now with the song that was written for the sweetie that gave me the arrow. They will always and forever be the scarecrow to my Dorothy. I could not be more grateful for that.
My heart will hold fast to what's true. The love that I have found with you is what the search has been about all along. This is our song. Yeah, Once again, thank you so much for listening to I Wasn't Always Like This, an uplifting podcast about living with depression. Please visit my website. <laughs> you can find the full podcast there as well as a way to buy the book, a directory of the spiritual services I provide, and so much more. It's all there for you at www.revrachelhollander.com. That's Rev, R-E-V as in Valerie, rachelhollander.com. Of course, most importantly, there's the contact tab. Sign in there and you'll receive my quite irregular non-invasive emails. In fact, this past week's email included pictures of the arrow. So you'll get to see it. And if you sign up, I solemnly promise not to fill your inbox. Please do share the podcast, the book info, the website, my contact info, whatever, with anyone you think might be interested in what I have to offer. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing this. Always grateful for all of you and for everything. Thanks so much. Take good care. <laughs>